Stay calm, y'all. Everything gonna be all right. We're gonna work this Everything thing out. Be all right. So yeah, again, man, thank you guys for joining us. You've entered and you're watching the MJB Music Podcast with JB. I'm your host, Mario J. Brown, singer, songwriter, and also the CEO of MJB Music. And um, again, my man here. I am JB. AK. <laughs> James Buford, AKA, Mr. AK, uh, C, uh, CMO of MJB Music. I'm a pastor, producer, uh, songwriter, musician. I keep adding stuff onto it. Like I think I don't think I said songwriter before, but I just keep adding okay. stuff to it because uh, I just believe that the Lord's going to bless me one day to be a songwriter, and I'm going to write a hit song for you, Mark, uh, MJB. Come on with it. I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> so you yeah, got to speak this it. Podcast is going to be <laughs> it's going to be wonderful. You all, we have such an, a great uh, guest today, and we've had some phenomenal guests um, just from the start of this show and this podcast. So we're bringing you everything music, <clears throat> education, and culture. So today. Thank you for joining us. We value your time. We value your attention. There's so many other things that you could be doing right now, but you're tuned in to us and we appreciate it. And today's topic of discussion is the life of the road musician. The All right. The road musician. So let me just read this quick bio real quick. Charles is a professional drummer that started touring at the age of 16. Charles currently plays or has played for India Irie. Come on, y'all. India Irie. Wow. There's only one India Irie. Melanie Fiona, Tweet, Tommy Sims, Jonathan McReynolds, Yankee wow. Tanky, Bobby McFerrin. Oh, Bobby McMahon. Yes, sir. And others. He is also the tour manager and production manager working with artist Q Parker from R- from the R&B group 112. But more importantly, above all his accomplishments, above everything that he's done, He's a wonderful guy, man, and he's just a genuine guy. And uh, he's a husband and a father and uh, just one of the uh, most genuine people that you'll ever meet. So, but before we get to talking to him, man, before we go and bring him on, JB, tell us first, what's going on in our newsflash? What's the culture moment of the day? So America is in need of change. So <laughs> that's that's really, they need change. So it lo- looks like uh, that there is a none circulation or enough circulation there's not enough circulation of change loose change uh that's going around so there is a shortage of change everywhere um okay. so grocery stores uh to make up to make up for it some of the stores are now rounding up to the next dollar bill so for instance if you buy groceries and it costs seven dollars and 31 cents or seven dollars and 55 cents they're going to charge you $10 for that. And then the, the remaining balance, they either put on a gift card or um, if you have an account with them, like, uh, for instance, Kroger, they have a um, rewards reward system. And so if you um, have extra change, so the, whatever the difference is, they're going to put on a card for you. Um, and if you do not want that, then you have to, uh, they'll donate the money to a, uh, a charity of your choice. Uh, what, so I, this, all this came about because of COVID-19, obviously, and then some other reasons uh, was that, that people are not going out and using and spending cash like that anymore. And so it's not that the, 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 the United States is out of currency, it's just that it's not in circulation, so it's causing a shortage mm. for grocery stores and things like that to have uh, the coins that you need. Uh, so how can we solve the problem? Well, one of two things, you can actually go out and use exact change at places that would allow you to, or you can just um, pour your change back into the world and, and pay with change. <laughs> wow. Get out and spend some money. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow, that's interesting, man. Two things. What about the people that say, I want all my coins? <laughs> that don't, I don't apply no more. So the ones that are like, I need all my coins. So you can't, you can't get them right now. So you just got to 
kind of roll with it, huh? Right, right, right. You got to you got to roll with it now. And the second thing, man, I just had a moment, man. My grandfather, he would purposely pay with, um, you know, not pay exact amount so that he can get change and return, and then he would fill his pocket up with change. And um, they said my they say they say my volume is low a little bit, James. I'm yeah, gonna get closer I'll, I'll to the mic. It, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but um, yeah, my granddad, he would just collect change and I got that from him. So like I got a drawer full of change. Now I don't even know how much is in there, but I'm sure if I wouldn't cash it in, it, it can really, you know, take care of some things. But um, that's interesting, man. That's what a world and time that we live in. So man. much is changing. And um, you know, we just gotta adjust, learn to to roll with it, roll with the punches, right? Yeah, things are things are definitely crazy. It's definitely crazy uh time now. Um, I know I, they can have all my change. I don't like change, so they can have all my change. <laughs> You're just giving away money. See, yeah. see, see, we going to be blessed then, brother. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. But listen, our music education topic for today. Um, today, we're going to talk about the road musician. Um, JB, before we uh, um, introduce our guest, tell me why do you feel our listeners um, need to get an insight on the life of a road musician. What do you think they can um, gather from that information? I think it, road musicians are, are, are misunderstood. They're, they're never really seen, right? Uh, and especially if you're a drummer, you're usually in the back and you know that you're just drumming your rhythm. So you're not really known like that, right? Um, but uh, road musicians are usually not the forefront. It's usually the artist who's in the forefront, unless it's a band type of situation. And so uh, musicians, their their life, they have, they have lives too. You know, they have a, a a a life that they live. And so, being a road musician, I think it's important to understand some of the ups and some of the downs, and what they go through on the ins and outs, uh, and what it takes to be a professional road musician, and to raise a family, and to do this, and to do that. You know, all that in perspective, because um, uh, they play a they play a crucial part in the band. And making the artist great. Mm-hmm. So although they might not be in the forefront, they're behind the scenes making the artist shine. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective, man. And I'm sure that we're going to get a lot of nuggets from uh, the gentleman we have tonight. <clears throat> um, none other than my brother. Please, you all, let's give a warm welcome to Charles Lamont Garner. <laughs> What's, yeah, yeah. Brother? What's up, my brother? What's going on? What's going on? Man, everything is good, man. Everything is good. I'm so excited. We're so excited to have you, man. Uh, We're honored that you would take time out of your schedule. And just, you know, this is a later show. You know, we figure people are, you know, just kind of wrapping up and getting ready for bed or whatnot. And um, we thought we would get the most uh, engagement at this time. So one, one, it's an honor. And two, there is no schedule right now. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Right. So so there's that. Uh, but um, yeah. it's not a man. I, I appreciate you reaching out to me, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to jump right in, man. Um, mm-hmm. um, some of our listeners or guests may not know you or haven't heard of you. So I want you to tell a, a little bit about your journey leading to where you are and kind of, you know, how you got there and maybe even some of the tough times or, you know, just kind of feel free to share, bro. Oh, man. Oh, that's loaded. Uh, <laughs> so I started. um you mentioned earlier, starting when I was like 16, I was playing with this gospel group called Tony and Company um, based in Charleston, South Carolina. And we went to Lugano, Switzerland. We went on a, um, on a European tour. So that was my first time out of the country and or first tour and then touring out of the country. Um, it, it struck something in me. It was just like, you know, prior to that, I was playing in church and I come from a family of musicians, preachers and teachers. So yes, that's sir. that's my that's my background. So um, doing that, it was just a normal thing to do, just to play music and be in church and, you know, the whole thing. It was just and it was beautiful. You know, that was my life. I was fine with it. Um, but when I went to Lugano, um, got off the got off the plane and we were driving, you know, into going to the hotel and I saw like the mountains and the snow caps and you know, just the air and, and, you know, it's just something about being in Europe and being 15 years old, you know what I mean? Like wow. 16 at the time. And, um, so that, that like said, okay, I think I want to be a musician. I think I want to hmm. do this for real, you know? Yeah. And, um, and of course, you know, from, from there, you know, playing in church and then, you know, gigging around town and, 
you know, the whole thing and, and getting with other artists that you would never know about, but they constantly work, they constantly tour, they're doing like European tours and going to Africa and all these different places. Um, but the shift into the quote unquote pro world didn't happen until I moved to Atlanta. Um, I moved here in 2010. And when I moved, um, and we talked about this a little bit off the, off the air, um, mm-hmm. the importance of relationships. Um, <laughs> like it's, it's, it's one thing to be great at your craft, but it's a whole nother thing to be a great person. Yeah. Period. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Being a great person is, that's the name of the, that's the name of the game. And that's the name of life. You know what I mean? You have to be a man or woman of your word. You have to be uh, a man or woman of, of God that loves God for real. You know what I mean? Um, and just love people, you know? Um, so with that, you know, and having mentors that kind of kept putting that in me and instilling that in me as, you know, character traits, um, I developed relationships over time. So once I moved to Atlanta, one of my boys called me and was like, Hey man, um, what you doing this weekend? I was like, well, I'm supposed to be going home to Charleston, you know, go see some family and stuff. He's like, so you might want to stay home this weekend, uh, stay in, stay in Atlanta this weekend. And I was like, where? <laughs> he said, yeah, um, <laughs> Melanie Fiona. I got, I, I got the call to be Melanie Fiona's musical director. And, um, um, my boy, Jesse, uh, Jesse. Oh God. Why I'm not, I'm not remembering Jesse's last name. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, Jesse, he used to play guitar for PJ Morton, the white, the white dude, the tall, skinny dude used to play uh, for PJ. Um, but he called me and he said, you know, come to the audition. I only got three drummers. It's like a closed audition and I'm picking, you know, some people. Long story short, ended up getting a gig, um, which was a blessing um, out, of, out of everybody that was there, which was some killing drummers. <laughs> You know what I mean? And I just did what I, I do and just held the pocket down, just learned the music and just <laughs> played the record. You know what I mean? I didn't try to do too much extra. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't, one, I don't really know how. And oh, two, on, man. <laughs> I, just, I just stay in my lane, you know? Um, but so I did that and that, you know, relationship. So it le- from that, it led to one thing. And that's how I got the um, India IRE gig. The India IRE gig came from when we was on tour, we did the Music Matters tour. And um, Anthony David was on the tour okay. and his manager, his manager um, was, you know, we all got cool while we were there and she hit me up one night and was like, yo, what you doing tonight? You know, we're doing a party for, for Anthony David is he just charted, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was like, cool. I'll come through came through and India was there. Mm. So India, um, uh, his manager was like, you ever met India? I was like, nah, I never met her. I said, I'm a fan, but I never met her. And she's like, all right, cool. So me and my brother was there and she said, <laughs> she said, um, she said, I know both of you are musicians, but which one of you sing? Right. Mm. And my brother, my brother was like him, you know, and she was like, she said, sing something for me. I said, nope. <laughs> she was like, how, how are you going to tell me no? How are you going to tell me no? I was like, she said, that's all right. I'll ask you again later. You know, so right off the bat, it was like really cool. And then I ended yeah. up singing for her later on. Um, and we just got cool and like started hanging, like became friends. She took me to a, a, a James Taylor concert, which is crazy because James Taylor is like one of my favorite um one of my favorite songwriters. So we went to a James Taylor concert and got a chance to go meet James Taylor after the show and sit in the room and talk to them. And it was wow. just surreal because this was like a couple of days after I met her. I'm with her at a James Taylor concert. Talking, yes. You know what I mean? So that kind of thing happened. And it's just, you know, through relationships, all of this stuff just starts happening. Tommy Sims came because of that. Jonathan Reynolds because of that. I, I actually played on one of Jonathan Reynolds' albums. Um, uh, it was the the second album that he did right before the Make Room okay. record. Um, I played a song on there, um, but but yeah. Anyway, man, that's that's just that's that's wow. a bit of it. You know, I don't wow. know if you have any other. That's me as a musician. <laughs> Got you, yeah. man. You know what? It's it's always interesting to hear someone's story and their journey. And one of the 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 
keys that we've been hearing almost with every guest is the, the relationship piece and how important that is and mm-hmm. how far it can take you when you value relationships, when you handle relationships the correct way. Absolutely. And, um, but I want to I go to something that you said and you kind of glossed over it, but I want to mm-hmm. bring it back. Okay. So you talked about being a pocket drummer and learning the record. Mm. And there's a lot of musicians, especially if we're talking about drummers tonight, that have all the chops, all the feels, all the runs, mm. but they're still playing in their local churches or their local. So <laughs> there's something key to what you said and what you do that I don't, mm. I don't want them to miss. Talk mm. about the importance of, you know, being a pocket drummer and learning the material. That's that's the entire gig. The entire gig is the music. It's not it's not about us in that moment. It's about us being the support to the to the art, to the artist. You know what I mean? Like we just they want to hear the music. Like if they give you a time to shine, then you shine. I mean, and there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of guys, even some church guys that um that understand that. Um, but for the most part, oh, I can't even say for the most part, that might be kind of strong, but I guess I, no, I'm gonna say it. <laughs> for the most part, there's a lot of guys that, you know, they chop and they're, they're all over the place and doing a lot of stuff. But mm. something I, I have noticed is a lot of those same guys that are doing that, they, um, they, they're now incorporating the pocket as well. But the importance of it is, something one of the OGs told me a long time ago, he said, your pocket will affect your pockets. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, Say that again, man. Wow. Your, your pocket affects your pockets. You yes, know what I mean? Sir. So if you play the music, if you stay there, if you support the music, if you give the music what, it's, what it needs, you'll get whatever you need out of the music business, period. You know what wow. I mean? Like just, just be support. And don't have to shine. And some something you said earlier about like the drummer being in the in the background, um, you know, and not being seen. I think that's a part of it. You know what I mean? Like it's a part of you know drummers nowadays just wanting to kind of like shine and get that you know. But but you know where the heartbeat. My drum mentor told me that we're the heartbeat. Mm, yeah. So if we're all over the place. It's like your body going into cardiac arrest. You know what I mean? Because the heart is not there. It's not consistent. You know what I mean? If it's, if it's doing this, it's just, it's not, yeah. you know, it's, there's a problem. Yeah, <laughs> you feel absolutely. But, um, but yeah, I, I believe that playing the pocket, learning the music. Um, and it doesn't just stop there, man. Um, the pocket has a lot to do with who you are as a person as well. You know what I mean? Like you have to live your life in the pocket. You know what I mean? So whoever you are, it reflects through your, your art craft. I, that's what I believe. You know what I mean? So it's just like if if you're all over the place as a person, nine mm-hmm. times out of the ten, that's how you're going to be as an artist, because that's what you are. You know, you're a musician, but you're an artist. So that's how you're going to express yourself. You know, so, you know, I just believe playing the music, being in the pocket with the music and being in the pocket when it comes to um timeliness when it comes to professionalism when it comes to uh you know your attitude while you're out on the road um when it comes to hygiene yeah. <laughs> when oh. it comes to, you know bus etiquette you know what i mean um things that you have to learn you know but once once you learn it or once you're you're told it because especially when you're new and you get into the game and i might be jumping ahead a little bit but once you're once you're new uh, or when you're new in the game, the OGs or people that's been there before you that know you haven't taught, have never toured before, yeah. they'll teach you, they'll teach you certain things. You know what I mean? Like no number twos on the, on the tour bus. You know what I mean? Like that, no, that's like the number one rule on the tour bus. And like, when you have your shoes, don't have your shoes all in the aisle, just like, you know, line them up together and push them up against the, you know what I mean? Because it's, yeah. there's a lot of traffic on and it's a small space. And it's a, hmm. you know, it's a few people on the bus. It might be nine or 12 bunks on the bus, wow. but it might be, depending on the tour, it might be double the amount of people. But, you know, you might be blessed enough to be on a, on a good tour where you still have a junk bunk, you know what I mean? And a bunk where nobody's sleeping at, you can put your stuff at, you know, and it's a lot of room. Um, but if you're in the pocket around all of these people, that's how a lot of people get 
um, X from tours or get a bad name when they're out on the road is because they're great on stage as musicians, yeah. but as people off the stage, it's like they're hard to deal with. You know what I mean? And that's, that's a, that's a big no, no, wow. <laughs> that's a big no, no in the, in the, in the pro world. It's a big, big, big no, no, because you can be replaced, yeah. um, you know, easily, you know, because you're on, you're only on stage for two hours, maybe, you know what I mean? But the other 22 hours, <laughs> you're with these people, you know what I mean? So you have to know how to live with people know how to be in a pocket and know how to stay in your lane. Wow. Yeah, that's that's saying a lot because it's, it's tough sometimes to live with the people in your own home that you live with every day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like sometimes it's difficult, it's difficult to manage these relationships right, right. here that you that you know. So you're talking about being on the road with strangers that you, don't know, you know, yeah. that you have to get to know. So, man, that, yeah. that has to that says a lot about, you know, a person's character and personality like all of that kind of plays into uh, being successful and people wanting you to stick around. Uh-huh. I can imagine if you got a terrible attitude and you and you messy, you know, you, you ain't gonna last on the road. You your know, feet smell like wanna, Tito's. and your height, your feet stink. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow, work. I didn't even think about that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's like a whole uh, different dynamic that we didn't even think about. Like just hygiene within itself. You know, because people have uh, again, I know it's. People have personal hygiene that's like, dude, you don't take a shower for three days? What do you mean? Like, you know, stuff like yeah. that. It's like, but when you're on a, you on a bus, <laughs> right. you travel from right. city to city, dude. But, but it's crazy because, like, it, it, depend, it's, it, it all depends on the tour. You know what I mean? Because, like, <laughs> if you're on a rock tour or if you're on a trap tour, with cats ain't really, you know, it's just they just gully and they just doing what they're doing, like, and it, you know. You fit in, <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah. stinks, so it's no big deal, you know. <laughs> Everybody funky and it's weed smoke everywhere, you know what I mean? So it's no big deal, you know. But uh, <laughs> but that, that ain't my that ain't my. I'm too old for that. I don't, <laughs> I'm too old for it. You know? But yeah, but it's 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 for who it's for, you know what I mean? But but for the most speaks, part, you gotta stay clean. <laughs> gotcha. It gotcha. also speaks to bad bad habits from tours so have you ever gotten guys that came from other tours that just have like bad habits you know and, and they come on this oh, tour yeah. and then now they oh, have yeah. to how, how do you work through those challenges man it's it's a personal thing like like my first tour like when I was out with um well when I when I did the tour with um, Melanie Fiona um we were on tour with uh who were we out with um, it was us. It was the same BT Music Matters tour, and it was um, uh, what's the girl from Floor Tree? Um, oh yeah, yeah, I know. Um, Marsh Ambrosius. That's who it was. Okay. And um, you know, so you got different crews, and you got different people that's you know, you're going to dabble in the you know this, that, and the third, and the, the smoking and the drinking, and you know that kind of thing because it's like a it's a party life, and it's kind of like a pastime, so to speak. Um, but the way I dealt with that is not perfect. Um, I definitely got involved with it to some point. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, I didn't, you know, I didn't stay there because what I, what I'm grounded in right. and what was, you know, put into me, you know, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't stay there. Um, yeah. But, you know, it happens. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it can happen, especially when things are moving so fast and then, you know, you're making you know whatever you're making like i think the start when like most people's first tours like you're making like fifteen hundred dollars a week you know what i mean so for somebody that's not used to making fifteen hundred dollars a week as a musician you know what i mean like and you got that money coming in and this is happening and you got these days off and you 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 think it's never going to end you know what i mean like this this money is never going to stop and you're, you're shopping and you're doing this and you're doing that and you get home and it's just like where did that money go? Like, and then tax time, you 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 go through your taxes and be like, I made this much. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't think I I didn't yeah. see that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's just it's just gone. But the way I navigated through it was just staying grounded and you know and reaching out to um you know at the time my fiance um uh when I when I first when I first moved when I first when I did that tour um I was engaged and. I'll call her, stay on the phone with her, you know what I mean? And just like come back down and reground myself. And and one thing that 
that that uh, that really got to me was one of the people that was on the tour with us. Um, we was in a city uh, where, where a lot of our friends were, and one of my boys knew that I didn't like smoke or do none of that kind of stuff. Um, but one of the guys that was on the tour with us told our friend in the city that I was smoking or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And that was that was enough for me to be like, you know what? This ain't this ain't even my vibe. I don't even know why I'm doing this. And then some of the people, um, a couple of years later, um, that I was on that tour with, I saw them out and we was just hanging out or whatever. And I said, man, you know what? I repent to you for smoking with you. You know what I mean? Because that that wasn't even my thing. You know what I mean? Like that's not even my my thing. Yeah. That I was just caught up in the moment. And mm-hmm. you know, I apologize if if I if I tarnished any any part of what you believe. You know what I mean? Or what I say I represent, then I apologize. You know what I mean? So it's it's it can be tough. Um, in later years, it's been easy because you know, like especially like with the India tour or. You know, everybody's grown now. You know what I mean. So it's mm-hmm. it's a lot different. You know what I mean. Um, even though I was grown then, but <laughs> still, it was just like it was a first of that type thing that was happening for me. Um, wow. So more like so yeah, more mature now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And it gets old, man. Yeah, it gets old real quick. Wow. You know, it's something that um, <clears throat> you um, are multi talented. And um, not only can you play drums, but you're also um, a, a skilled percussionist. There's a difference in a percussionist and a drummer. And a lot of drummers may think that they're a percussionist, but you know, in reality, um, there's a little tech. There's some technique that goes into what you do as a percussionist as well. So not only that, but you also sing. So I know a lot of musicians who secretly sing. And they don't want anybody to know because I don't know if they feel like it's lame or what, but a I lot know of so music. many musicians that can sing. And yes, and, and I, I believe what's kind of opened doors for you is like you said, when you met India, she was like, okay, both of you play, but which one of you also sings? And it was you. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, man, I wish I had all the gifts. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. Like, I, I, play, I do play drums and I do uh-huh. sing, but man, some of that, some, some guys are doing everything, man. man. So. That that's crazy because like like you said, there are a lot of music, especially drummers that sing. Like there are a lot of drummers that sing. There's a lot of people that don't realize that um the lead singer for Earth Wind and Fire is a drummer. Um uh Marvin Gaye was a drummer. Um wow. who else, man? So many, so many people were drummers first, you know what I mean? Um but with me as far as the singing component, like when I was younger, I, you know, tried to do the R&B thing for a little bit with a group and all this stuff. And okay. we kind of got signed when we was in high school and, you kinda, know, that whole thing. Kind of got and, signed. Okay. Yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. We, we got signed with Warner Brother Records and stuff. And, um, just Warner uh, and they were facing, man, it was, it was funny. Like, I, I hate kind of like reliving <laughs> that because we didn't, we reneged on the deal basically because mm-hmm. one of the members of the group was like, his parents were old school, straight Pentecostal and was like, you're not going anywhere. You're not singing those, the blues music. Oh, so, those Pentecostals always so that, ruin that, stuff. Yeah, that killed everybody because he was one of the lead singers of the group. So it was just like, he was the voice of the, He was like, he was like wow. the Wanye of Boys and Men. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was like one of, you know, one of the main vocals of the group. So that kind of like killed the whole deal. But, um, singing now and coming back around to it, India um, really played a huge part in that because when I started playing for her, um, she called me one day because like I said, we was just cool at first. Um, and then she called me one day and was like, yo, my um, my drummer can't make it to this show. I'm just doing like a one-off. Can you can you do the show? I was like, sure. She said, she says, only one thing though. If you're playing, you got to sing. I was like, mm. I was like, oh, all right, cool. No big <laughs> deal. You know, like that type thing. Right. I said, cool. And um, so I went down to, um, she was living here at the time um, in Douglasville, actually. Um, and then uh, she, um, I went to to Nashville for rehearsal and rehearsed with the guys. And Shannon Sanders was her MD. And if you know Shannon Sanders, he wrote 
all like he wrote brown skin with her. He wrote a video with her. He wrote, um, he wrote in my mind, the song by, I think that's Heather Headley. Yeah. Um, uh, he wrote a bunch of stuff, man. He's just a, he's just a genius. And I, and I knew who he was prior to, you know, going down there. So it was just like, I was like, Hey, this is Shannon, you know what I mean? Type thing. Yeah. And so we did the rehearsal, did the gig. And ever since then, like we just been, you know, I just been singing like me and her do a duet on, on the shows. Um, like when I'm behind the drums, uh, and which is different. And I think she she enjoys that because she always says that. She said, who has a drummer that sings, you know, like type thing. Um, so she kind of like, she brags about that. Um, so yeah, that kind of pushed me um, to like sit, start singing again. You know, I, I've been consistently writing songs and recording songs at home and, you know, the yeah. thing that we do, but um, never wanting, to, you know, anybody to hear anything, you know, it's just right. like, I'll just write it and just, you know, and that'll be that, you know, type thing. But, um, gotcha. but yeah. Man, um, let me see. So what percentage would you say of musicians that make it and actually get role gigs with uh, national recording artists, um, they find it in chasing that dream or basically like how it kind of happened for you? It was more of a purpose thing. You know, it, it kind of it happened because you were at the right place, the right time, the relationships and different things like that. Whereas you have some people that feel like, they're going to break the door in, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure I get in the right places. And so what, what percentage of you would you say um, of people that go about it, that route are successful? Um, that makes hard. Sense. It, it makes perfect sense, but it's hard for me to say a percentage. Um, okay. I don't, I don't really know. Um, it happens so different for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like for me, it, it happened the way it happened. And there are similar stories with other musicians that I talked to that it kind of happened that way. But then you have some people that kick the door in and like, yo, I'm here. Like I can get the job done. You know what I mean? Like, like I can do this. Like, like, um, I won't call no names, but there's a, there's a, a prominent drummer that we all know. Um, he, he created his own style of drumming just about, and he would tell pop stars like if he was ever like if he was on a gig with one pop person mm-hmm. and he met another pop star or md or something he'd be like yo you need me on your gig like you need me on that on that gig because I, i'll deliver type thing he was just that aggressive yeah. type person but it wasn't it wasn't super cocky but it was just confident enough for the industry you know what i mean it was like that kind of thing that that mm-hmm. would happen but then you have people like like Gerald Hayward and um and uh and uh my boy um Aaron Spears that it happened organically. You know what I mean? Like the thing with uh Gerald Hayward, he started playing with Guy straight from the church. He went from the church to the stage, just like that. You know what I mean? From wow. playing with Hezekiah to playing with Guy and just been going since, you know, and then he saw um he saw uh he knew Aaron. And when Usher, I think it was Usher first, was looking for somebody, he recommended Aaron Spears. So that's when Aaron Spears got on, you know what I mean? And he started, you know, so it kind of had its relationship. It's, it's all a relationship yeah. thing. It's, it's about being in the right company, but it's, it's mainly about who you are, you know, and, who, and I, I don't know why I keep going back to this and you know, who needs to hear this, but it's yeah. about who you are and what you're putting out there and what kind of energy that you're giving and what kind of, you know what I mean? What kind of attractions that you, that you have, that you pull, you know, what type of people do you pull around you? Because when you, when you create whatever kind of cycle or or circle or whatever, it, it works for you without, without trying to do it. You know what I mean? Because the more you, the more you try to do, my grandfather told me something one time (laughs) when I was younger, I said, I said, Pop, I said, man, I'm trying to gain, I'm trying to gain some weight because I want to bulk up. I've always been slim, you know. And he said, son, he said, as soon as you stop trying, that's when it's going to happen. You know, and that spoke mm-hmm. volumes to me. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, even in, you know, hindsight is 2020. So when I think about that, every time I, I, I venture out to do something, whether or not it's my wife and I, you know, our company, you know, our company that we're starting or whatever we're doing, it's just like, I just... I, I do the work that's necessary, 
but I don't force, I try not to force anything because I've always, I've been that type of person in the past to try to force things and make things happen, make things happen. And God is like, nope, 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 yeah. nope. <laughs> not yeah. your will, but my will be yes, done. Sir. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not yes, going to let you have this, you know, I, you, you know, so, so I wow. think that's, that's what it is. It, it, to answer your question is, I don't think it's a percentage thing or I don't know how to make it a percentage thing, but it's definitely, it's, it's definitely a relationship thing and it just depends on how it happens. Things just, when it's organic, it, it's yeah. going to, it's going to stick. You know what I mean? When you try to force it and when you um, manipulate your way into something, you don't stay long because there are people that do that too. They manipulate their way into situations and it works for them for a minute. And then, you know, your true colors show. And then it's just like, you know, because there's certain musicians that got, you know, bad names, but they keep working. You'll see them on different gigs and see them on multiple things, but everywhere they go, they tarnish it and they, and they, they, pull a little bit off of their name, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or add a little more dirt to their name, you know? So, wow. And it's such wow. a small industry. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, man. I know, um, you mentioned while you were on the road that you would call your then fiance mm-hmm. to kind of keep you grounded. Yeah. And, um, so now that you've been married, how long have you been married? It'll be nine years in, in January. Nine years in January. Congratulations, man. Thank Shout you, out bro. to the married couples. Um, <laughs> but, uh, also, um, how do you manage now or how have you managed the home and road life? And how does your wife or your children, how are they affected by you being gone? And how do you kind of keep a balance there, a healthy balance? That's a great question. Um, I constantly check in. And I, I constantly I try to make it a habit of checking in when I'm here. <laughs> you know, what yeah, I mean? you, know you, you got to check in with each other. Um, but on the road, I... Thank God for, you know, iPhones and FaceTime and, you know, that whole thing that you can you can um, stay in contact with each other. And and the good thing about being on the road um, for me has been it. The longest I've been out on on you coming in, the longest I've been out on on one tour, um, it's been about three months, maybe. okay, or or like two and a half months, maybe at, at one time. Um, but I'm always in and out, you know, gotcha. like I'm doing spot days. It'll be a week here, maybe weekends, you know, I'm constantly gone, but the way I deal with it, first of all, my wife, when we um, started dating and, um, and well, when we first got married, she told me, she said, I know who I, I got married to. You know what I mean? I know who I'm married to. Um, I know what you do. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm grateful to God. Like, for real that I'm, I don't have a wife that thought she could handle it and couldn't, mm. you know what I mean? Because okay. there, there, there are a lot of, or a few stories that I've heard like that, you know what I mean? Um, and I don't want to paint this perfect picture. Like everything is perfect because it, it isn't. Right. Um, but in that area, juggling my home life and being a husband and a father with being on the road, it's been cool. You know what I mean? Because like when we're in town and we're, we're, um, at rehearsals, they're coming to rehearsals. Um, there's been a few times where, uh, like I could fly in, like say we do a one-off in Nashville and I could easily, you know, get the flight, but I'll take my family with me. You know what I mean? Instead of flying there, we'll just drive to Nashville. Um, yeah. and then the whole family would be with me at the, at the show. You know what I mean? Like what is that, that like, that man? What is that feeling like seeing your family front row, front and center? And how to, from both man, perspectives, from yours and theirs? It's, it's beautiful, man. It's, it's like, like, how can I explain? Just having them there. Yeah. It's just a whole different kind of energy. It's just like, you know, my family is here, you know what I mean? And, <laughs> and everybody's loving on the kids and, you know, my wife is there and she's, you know, she's getting to see how it goes throughout the day, you know? Um, so it's, it's, um, it's beautiful, man. It's, you play better cause you, you're trying to impress your family at this point. You know what I mean? You just, you're in the vibe, you got a whole thing happening now, you know? So it's just like, let me show my wife what I'm doing. Let me show my kids, like, you know, like yeah. that kind of thing. So that's yeah. the feeling. Um, yeah. Especially if we go to the city, we didn't get into my, my children, but I have two older kids um, right. from my high school relationship. Um, mm-hmm. They're 20. Well, my oldest son will be 26 in 
in November. And then my, um, his, his younger brother will be 24 in August. Um, so like when they were in school in college and stuff, uh, like if we went to their city and we had a show, like they'll be at the show with me. So I have my son with me at the show, you know, my older boys and, you know, it's, uh, it's just a vibe, man. This is yeah. a beautiful are, thing, man. Are your children uh, musically inclined as well? Yeah, have any so of them picked up? That's what I was my oldest, my oldest son, um, he's a producer. He actually has a single coming out too, but he's a producer, and he he's like that new age uh, Daniel Caesar type vibe mm. thing that he got going on. Um, but he plays bass, and we actually did a song together. That's what's up. Um, our first song we recorded together, he played bass on it um, just last week or week before last. And um, his younger brother lives in New York, and he's a dancer. He plays violin too, but he's a dancer. He's wow. like in the and an Alvin Ailey equivalent type company. Jeez. And like, he's a beast, like mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a beast beast. And, um, so he, he's in Brooklyn and um, my son, my oldest son is still in Charlotte, uh, but they're both, you know, great kids, man. They, you know, went to college, both graduated. They did something I didn't do, you know what I mean? So that's a, that's a plus and we're all blended now. You know what I mean? We had our rough times. Me and his mom hated each other for years, <laughs> upon yeah. years, but, but the last, the last maybe 12 years we've been a one, you know, yeah. like a one, like her daughter was in our wedding as a flower girl. And then yeah. she just got married back in, um, in April. And my, my daughter that, uh, that you met off off air just a minute ago, she was a flower yeah. girl in her wedding. So okay. it was just like, you know, that whole thing is just, just a beautiful thing. I think once you, once you get older and you realize what really, what really matters, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, the touring at some point don't even matter when it comes, when it comes to family and when it comes to like raising these kids, um, you know, everything else becomes second, man. But, yeah. but that, with that mentality, that's, that's what helps me and helps us navigate through what I do as a career. So. Gotcha. What about yes, the, what about the little yes, ones? Sir. Do you see any musical gift in them? Oh Yeah. Yeah, my, my little man, he's he's wanting to play drums and he's singing. They they both got ears already. Like they're they're learning how to harmonize. Um, my daughter, she loves loves dancing. And my older son that is a dancer, he was like, he said, Dad, he said, I teach kids like that's twice her age and everything I'm showing her right now, she's doing. Like, so she is a dancer. You know what I mean? So I'm hearing that from him. I'm like, okay, and she can sing. So they all—they're both showing musical interest, which is which is great, man. Right, which is great right. and creative. My um, my daughter, she's um, she's like her, she's her, she's creative with her hands. You know what I mean? Like she makes even since she was small. She's six now, but when she was like four, maybe three or four, we started noticing she would draw like little designs of dresses and stuff like that, and will take like fabric or take my wife's sweater and make a dress out of it. And it looked like an official dress, you know what I mean? Wow. So she has that kind of gift of like fashion design and that kind of thing. And my wow. son is just, he's just, he, he's, he's just talented. Wow. <laughs> he's talented. He can sing and yeah. 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 That's, yeah. that's one of the greatest feelings in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Um, you yeah. know, especially when you don't, when you don't even force it on them, it's just something right. that they, number one is it's in their blood. But then they pick it up from just being around it so much yeah. and from seeing it and, you know, taking notes and, or, and absorbing things when you're not even aware. You know, right. my son, who is now 23, um, he would be in like all of my rehearsals, you know, spending hours in the studio with me. Mm-hmm. And I never really even knew he could really sing because he was really shy. Wow. And then uh, him and his mother, they moved to Atlanta when he was 13. Mm-hmm. Next thing I knew, he just came out of his shell and he started doing music, making YouTube videos. And I'm like, all of this was in him. And, <laughs> yeah. and that, but now wow. at 23, this man, uh, he is, he is a monster, bro. Uh, when it. I tell you the songwriting, like I, I take pride in, you know, I can sing and, as an artist, but the songwriting, that's what I do. Like that's, that's mm-hmm. my, but he's like me times, times 10 wow. on, on writing. So, and he's wow. quick. You know, sometimes, oh, it, yeah. sometimes it may take me, you know, I'm fairly quick as well, but he's like, and he, he's a rapper as well as a singer. So he thinks totally different, you know, meta- he metaphorically. He's still yeah, he's living on? Yeah, he still lives oh, in Atlanta. We need to, I need to connect him with some, some, some of our producer friends, man. If he's quick, if oh, he yeah. writes fast, like they constantly getting placements and doing stuff. So 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah definitely yeah, want to know, talk off yeah. air about that. But so yes, sir. There, yeah, yeah, off air we talk about that. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Wow. Dope, dope. Yes, sir. But yeah, so what do you do um, in your spare time, man? Outside of music, what's one of your, what's some of your hobbies and just you know, movies, 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 documentaries. Um, I, I listen to a lot of you know different audio books. Um, I uh, a good friend of mine. This is about a year ago now, but ever since. I, I listened to um, the Four Agreements. I just started like going through, going through like audiobooks and you know that that whole thing. And of course, you know, the, as a man think it's and you know all of, you know self awareness and you know self uh, um, you know uh, motivating type type books and um, and but you know but I, I want to get into you know reading actual paper or hardback books um, and I do I, I skim through it. But I, I'm so, I get so, I, I go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like reading just puts me to sleep. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just like. It's um, relaxing. It's supposed yeah, to put you to sleep. It's relaxing. Exactly. So it just puts <laughs> me to sleep. But um, but I've been listening listen to that. But mo- more than that, just just creating and writing and and um, just writing, period. Just writing thoughts. Um, journaling, I guess you could call it. And, yeah. um, and pool. I love playing pool. Like that's my like. I'm not a cocky person, bro. Yeah. When it comes to pool, <laughs> that's I, your I, thing. I, I try to challenge people when it comes to pool, but uh, <laughs> that's my that's my thing. I, I love playing pool, and um, that's about it, man. That's and you know, wow. spending of course, you know the 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 you know stuff that goes without saying. You know, spending time with the fam, and you know, like sometimes we just jump in the car and just drive. You know, and just just hang out with each other and stop where we stop and get something to eat, you know, especially yeah. during the pandemic, we've been having a lot of time to bond and, and it's been beautiful, man. It's been awesome. Good. awesome. What's your favorite yes, documentary sir. that you've been watching? What's the, what's one man, that stands out to you? I, that- the last, the last one I watched that like really, really got me yeah. was the kid from Coney Island, man. The one about stuff. I Marlboro. just watched that today. Yo, serious. That documentary, yeah, uh, the end of it, like his whole transition or right. like transformation as a man, bro. Yeah, yeah. That, when he was yeah, talking that, to the kid that's, that's at, at, at the, in the barbershop, the barber and he was shop, crying because he was he asked him, "Did he want to be the president? Like, do you know you can be the president?" And dude was like, "I didn't know. Nobody ever told me." The little nobody kid was like, ever nobody. told me that," and he started crying. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, bro. That's yeah. that's my that's my top one, and I just I just watched uh, which call it after that. Um, um, I am not your Negro. Yeah, um, I seen that. Based yeah. on the book, but that one, that I mean, that's old. That's like 2017. But I think I, I just watched it for the first time the other day. But that's my, that's my thing, man. Documentaries, yeah. I love it, bro. I do too. Yes, sir. Oh, wow. Yes, wow. Sir. I love <laughs> stories. I gotta check it out. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Definitely check that one out. Sounds very interesting. Yeah, it is. But yeah, man, we um we actually went overtime and it didn't don't even feel like it, man. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, it's, it's, we, uh, there's so much that you've already given us, man, and we have a few more questions. But what I want to do, I def- we would definitely love to have you back on in the near future at That's some sure, point, um, just to kind of dig a little bit deeper. And um, again, man, but before we do that, there's two things I definitely want. I want you to share. I know you got some product that will be coming out pretty soon. I want you to talk about that as well as share uh, your social media handles. Okay. Um, I have a project coming out. Um, it's called, well, it's a single, and the, the title of it is Sweet Pretty Girl. It's in honor of my mom. My mom passed away 10 or well, nine years ago um, in June, made nine years. And um, this song helped to heal. Uh, so I'm releasing that on my birthday, which is uh, August 1st. So it'll be available on all, all the platforms, um, you know, the, the Amazon Musics and, the, you know, the iTunes and everywhere um, on August 1st. Um, it's just a feel good song. It's kind of slightly upbeat, got a, a little groove to it. You know, it's, it, it reminds me a lot of her. Um, wow. So that song is coming out. Um, my social media handles on on Instagram is at Charles Lamont, um, L-A-M-O-N-T, Charles L-A-M-O-N-T. And on Facebook, it's um, it's uh, backslash Charles Lamont Garner or Charles Lamont. I can't remember which one. I think it's just Charls Lamont. <laughs> He's but, tagged um, in all of our our, our posters. Yeah, yeah. So you can find him there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Wow, yes, good sir. stuff, man. It's yeah. just 
you know, it's it's just a great thing to be able to talk, just even as men, man, and brothers, just kind of, right. you know, getting to know each other a little bit better and digging and diving and at the same time, blessing folks and helping people to understand and get an insight on on, on the world that you live in. So we value you, man, your your time and, uh, you know, you as just a person, man, I appreciate you for being who you are and everything that you bring to this world, bro. Like this, oh, it, it, it means it means the world. So oh, my pleasure, man. Yes, sir. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, man, um, this this audio will be uh, uploaded on our podcast. So if there there are people that may be watching and kind of wondering what's going on with the video, the visual, because I heard it was kind of freezing in and off on and off. But um, the good thing about it is the audio did not um, glitch at all. So we will be uploading the audio only to the podcast and that will be available on Apple Music, uh, MJB Music with JB Podcast. So make sure you guys tune in. I mean, I'm sorry, subscribe Absolutely. to our podcast on Apple Music as well as, you know, continue to watch us here Monday through Friday on uh, Facebook Live and YouTube Live and share, share, share. This is a wonderful platform. This is information that is given to you free. Um, it, 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 And they're giving it to you, uh, you know, like I said, not only is it giving it to you free, but it's information that they're giving to you from their heart. You know, none of the guests that we're having, they're, they're not holding back. They're just, they're mm-hmm. genuine. They don't, they don't mind sharing it. Flaws and all, you know what I mean? Yeah, so that's, that's what I really love about the people that I've been blessed to connect to. You know, I don't do phony, man. I don't, I don't do the people that, you know, are too, too up, uppity to, to, to talk like this. You know what I mean? So I really appreciate just being around like-minded individuals. So James, yes, sir. we did it, man. Another we show, it, another good show. Yes, Thanks, sir. Charles Garner. It was a pleasure yes, meeting sir. you, man. Uh, you. you had great information and uh, I know we'll be talking in the future. Uh, yes, so, sir. Yeah. Thank you again for being on our show. Uh, just yes, want to say before we leave, as, as Mario added, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube page like on our Facebook page and make sure, make sure you follow us. We have some great information for you. Yes, yes, yes. Till next time. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll holler. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.